Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris, and tonight we have got a interesting show for you. I'm really looking forward to this because tonight is Battle of the Sexes. That's right, guys versus girls, men versus women, penises versus vaginas, here we go. And I am joined, as always, by my lovely wife, Leah, who has just put her hands in her face because she has not seen Varsity Blues enough. Leah, how are you doing tonight? I actually do know that reference, and I'm about, I really want to repeat it, but I'm not going to because I don't know who's going to be listening to this. But um, yeah, I'm doing very well tonight. I used correct medical terminology, right? Like, those are those are terms that are familiar to everybody. Is I don't, that- the same scene where they're in the sex ed class and they go over the list of euth- euphemisms for... <laughs> that would not be correct terminology. Oh. Leah, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, Diet Coke. Plain you Diet Coke. Need some caffeine? Yeah. That's I just right. It's, you know, it's okay. We're the pub trivia experience, but there's plenty of pubs that serve Diet Coke. So, I know. Yeah. We find them all because you love your Diet Coke. I have got myself a glass of Elijah Craig's Small Batch Bourbon. It's actually a, a private barrel selection from Corona Cigar Company. And, guys, this this batch is delicious. Uh, I cannot say enough about it. Not too strong up front. Really smooth finish. Oh, it's really good. All right, enough from us. We're going to head out to Seminole Heights over in Tampa, Florida, to Jen. How you doing, Jen? pretty good still quarantined still quarantined how's that going (laughs) (laughs) it's about it (laughs) forgive me if that doesn't sound too reassuring you're working from home the kids are working from home yep it's just been pretty good. I mean, I'm a I'm a homebody anyways. I don't go and do anything even when there's not a quarantine. So I'm I'm happy with my books and my couch. That's not a bad way to go. And plus with the boys <laughs> dropping early today, you could just spend all weekend watching oh, the boys. It actually dropped yesterday and I watched it last night. I binged it until like one o'clock in the morning. Is it good? Oh my god. Oh god. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Between the boys and Umbrella Academy. I am just oh, like, I am so, so good too. Oh, Umbrella Academy is phenomenal. Okay. Jenny, you drinking tonight? What do you got? I'm, yeah, I'm drinking Orange Fanta. Yeah. Wanta, Fanta? Don't you want to? Wanta, hey, Fanta? To, to be fair, you, you don't want to mix alcohol with three 11 year olds, 11 year old girls, and a 14 year old boy. No. So, uh, no, neither one of, none of that group should be drinking, not even the one in charge. I know. That I would know. be bad. We're going to head out to Huntsville, Alabama. Mike, Nikki, how y'all doing tonight? Doing good. Hey, we're, we're, we're hanging in there. Hopefully our listeners are stuck around after that anatomically correct introduction there. <laughs> um, so you guys have had an eventful day. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but uh, what's in your glass being that you know the next three days are going to be hell? Yeah, so we are starting potty training tomorrow with our our two-year-old so that's gonna be fun so basically we've decided to spend the next three days just doing it during this labor day weekend we've had all of quarantine to do it but we've delayed it um 
But yeah, I'm drinking my one of uh, one of my friends actually dropped off some some moonshine with a little Ooh. watermelon and lemon. So you know you live in Alabama when potty training means here's some moonshine for you. So yeah. Oh, that'll be yep. that sounds delicious. It actually is really good. Her husband, I guess her husband made it. It's a uh, moonshine with a little watermelon, uh, lemon, and mint. It's very refreshing. Ooh. I yeah, will it's drink. quite tasty, and I have a feeling it might sneak up on us in a hurry. Yeah, I poured so. us a very small glass because I was like, not sure. I mean, homemade moonshine, it could go either way. So. Yeah. And and we're, we're both drinking out of my uh, Founding Fathers whiskey glasses, so they each have quotes from the Founding Fathers, and uh, this one is apropos for uh, trivia, I think. It's from uh, James Madison, and it says, knowledge will forever govern ignorance. Moving on. Yep. <laughs> How I wish that was the case. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. We're going to head out west. All the way to the home of the Bowling Hall of Fame, Reno, Nevada. You know her. You love her. You tolerate her. Sarah, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well, and I'm feeling extra tolerable today. <laughs> That's good, because I'm going to test your patience all night long. Probably. I saw a bottle in your hand, Sarah, so I've got to ask, as the designated beer drinker tonight, what is in that bottle? Um, It is one of the gigantic bottles that I've had. It was like a pack. This is the last one in the group, and this is a Indian Wells Brown Ale. But I don't know where it's made. <laughs> I think somewhere in California. Is the name of the brewery is Indian Wells Brewing? It is Indian Wells Brewing Company. Oh, there you go. And how is it? Um, I honestly would like to say that I saved this one for last because I thought it would be the best, but I actually saved it for last because I thought it would be gross. Um, and it's good. I'll take it. See, I like the whole my pack brown was ales. fantastic. I love my brown ale, so I, I, I don't know why you saved that one for last. I wasn't sure. I don't know what I was expecting. Um. It's lovely, though. I like it. All right. You'll be drinking that tonight. And tonight, for the Battle of the Sexes, Leah is going to be hosting. So, Leah, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone here on the show and all of our listeners at home, what can we expect tonight? Oh, my gosh. I am very excited about tonight's game. I actually uh, wrote it about two hours ago um, when Chris told me that we were going to be hosting. And I have been wanting to try out some new categories for uh, some of the trivia questions. And so I'm going to try some of them out on you guys tonight. And hopefully it's a lot of fun and we can use them in future uh, podcasts. This is going to be fun. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, the first round is basically the typical uh, pub trivia experience trivia game. Um, there's going to be four rounds, four questions per round, a pregame, a halftime, and a final. Um, and when we get to the actual game, I will kind of go over something else that we're, you know, trying new this time around, too. So we're going to start with the pregame. The category is dinosaur or not dinosaur. <laughs> so I am going to give you guys a name. And on your team, you're going to decide if that is the actual name of a real life. Well, not real life, real uh, a dinosaur that existed and has been documented and named officially or uh, a name that I just made up. Um, 
And so what you guys are going to do is uh, both teams are going to answer for each of these five questions. Um, the two points each? Two points each, yep. Just like normal. And um, okay, we'll, we can go ahead and get started. All right. So your first uh, pregame question is a koala don. Is that a real life dinosaur or a dinosaur name that I made up? Can you spell it? K-O-A-L-A-D-O-N. Koala Don. All right, we are locked in. I think it's fake. Fake. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound real to me. I don't I don't know much about dinosaurs, but yeah, that sounds pretty fake. Okay, the girls lock in with fake boys. What did you say? Um so the first thing Mike sent me was three eggplant emojis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Really? There was there was a context and I've already forgotten it. So um, that conversation went south quickly. Uh, yep. No, I think we both. The question was: This sounded so fake. Would it really be fake? Like, would you put something that fake into this game as question number one? And we kind of thought yes, you would. So we locked in with fake. Okay, so the correct answer is fake. The koala don is a super cuddly furball who likes to climb trees, but he is not a dinosaur. <laughs> nice job, everyone. Okay, so two points to each team. Good job, everyone. Uh, your second dinosaur or not dinosaur is an Alamosaurus. A-L-A-M-O-S-A-U-R-U-S. Alamosaurus. I feel like I'm at a spelling bee. Okay, we will go ahead and lock in. I'm going to say yes, actually, on that one. I was leaning toward no. Do we want a tiebreaker, Leah, Nikki? I mean, I don't know. I mean, Alamo, like the you know, place in Texas, I'm, I'm, you know, it could be. Or it could be a real dinosaur. <laughs> you, should, you should remember, see, see, right? See, the thing is, I, I'm, I'm almost positive that it was found near that area mm-hmm. but i've because i that was what my degree was going to be in was oh yeah i think we should so, go with I mean, you it, if you if it, if it rings any kind of bells we, we, we can chance it and say yes yeah, yeah i'm, I'm go gonna with go with yes yeah okay so the girls luck in with yes boys what did you say uh we we also said yes um I'm, there's another di- dinosaur with a similar name uh, that I might be getting it mixed up with, but for some reason I think that the Alamosaurus is real. Or was real. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. They could still be out there somewhere. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. So your correct answer is yes, the Alamosaurus is a real dinosaur. This is the only late Cretaceous uh, sauropod that has been found in North America. Um, it was an herbivore and it looked like a brontosaurus when i saw the picture of what the um whatever fossils look like um so nice job everyone everyone gets two points hold on this is the only late cretaceous it says sauropod okay so there's other dinosaurs in north america it's the only sauropod that's okay that makes sense the late cretaceous in my head i had this i had this thought of like the one last dinosaur just kind of wandering a barren wasteland looking for trees yeah and apparently that's not accurate um okay so nice job everyone uh, the next question, the third one, is a uh, panty Draco. Spell that. P A N T Y 
D-R-A-C-O. Panty Draco. Okay, we will lock in. All right, girls, talk it out. So I think, I mean, I think pronunciation is kind of key here because when she said Panty Draco, I'm like, well, must be made up because she loves Draco, you know, she loves Harry Potter. So I was thinking Draco Malfoy was where she got the name. But if it's Ponty Draco, I don't know. So <laughs> I'm going with yes. I believe it's kind of close to looking like a velociraptor, if I remember correctly. Uh, I'm going to go with yes. I'm good with that. Okay, so it sounds like the girls locked in with yes. Boys, did you, what did you lock in with? Um, I wish we had paid more attention to your clarifications during the question. I did not. Um, I think I said, let me look it up here real quick. I sent Mike, I said, Panty Draco, it's definitely Team Slytherin. (laughs) It kind of has to be. Uh, we said no. Okay. Fake, fake, fake. Fake, fake, fake. Well, the correct answer is yes, it's a real dinosaur. <sighs> nice job, girls. Yeah, I shouldn't have clarified because um, I wasn't really sure how to pronounce it, but I just saw that it was a real dinosaur, and I was like, well, I've got to add that in here. Um, it is an herbivore. It was found in Wales, um, and the way it was found was that it looked very similar to another dinosaur, but it had a weird name that I didn't also no so i didn't include it in here but it looks similar to another uh, dinosaur but um they found the juvenile skeleton and it was different so that's what created this as like an offset of another kind of dinosaur so oh. there i wonder go. if it looked i wonder if it looks like it's wearing panties i know i was like hmm. sexy lace panties <laughs> that's what we need sexy dinosaurs thank you yeah for sure <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> we already have sexy dinosaurs it's called chris pratt <laughs> <laughs> that's fair so with that question, the girls actually pull ahead by two points. Nice job. Uh, the fourth question. Uh, so the dinosaur is a Yaminosaurus. Yaminosaurus. Y-I-M-E-N-O-S-A-U-R-U-S. Yaminosaurus. All right, we'll lock in. All right, girls, what do you think? I'm going to go with Yes. Okay, so the girls say yes, boys. What did you say? Um, we said it sounds like something you would have made up while watching an episode of Friends. And so we went with no. Well, I was hoping that someone would pick up on that because, um, yeah, Minosaurus is actually a real dinosaur. But I added it in here because I thought it would be something. It would, you guys would have reasons to think why I made it up because of friends. Um, so, yeah, it's a real dinosaur. It's an orb- herbivore found in China. He has teeny tiny scales along his back and a lump on his head. That's what the picture that I saw looked like. It was like teeny tiny little scales and a big lump so on the not, head. It wasn't even located in Yemen. All right, so we've got one more, and then we can get out of this um, atrocious dinosaur round. Um, what do you say this round bites? It does. <laughs> it does. Ah! Okay, so your last one um, uh, is the is a Barialosaur. Barialosaur. Can you spell that? <laughs> B-A-R-R-Y-A-L-A-U-S-A-U-R. Barry Allosaur. All right, we will lock in. Okay, girls, what do you think? 
I think it sounds too much like my first. My first thought low. was Barry Allen is the Flash, not a dinosaur. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, fake, fake. Okay, so girls say fake boys. What did you say? Well, uh, the Allosaur is the is a real dinosaur, uh, but I'm pretty. We thought the exact same thing, unless this was a ridiculously fast dinosaur. Um, <laughs> but yeah, our, our first thought was Barry Allen is the Flash, so uh, we figured it's probably fake. Yeah, and Chris probably had a one-up on that one because I wrote this two hours ago when he was watching The Flash. And so, the Barry Allosaur is the super speedy speedster in the DC Universe. He is not a dinosaur. So, nice job, everyone. Okay, so now we're going to go ahead and get into our real game. Um, so, there's going to be four rounds, four questions per round. And what we're going to do... Because we have uh, team members that are thousands of miles away from each other, or at least hundreds of miles away, um, and in some case thousands of miles away, um, we are going to have each team take turns picking a category. So for round one, I'm going to give you four different categories, and each team is going to take turns picking one of the categories um, in in that round. Um, and then once a category in that round has been used, obviously that question is um, off limits for the other team to be able to answer. So because the girls came out of the pregame round in first place, they're going to get to choose what question they want for round one to start off with. So your categories are before and after, basic math, military, and movie moments. Well, to mess with the guys, I feel like we should go with movie moments. All right, I'm in. All right. Okay, so here is your question in movie moments. Um, I'm going to describe a scene that takes place in a movie, and then you're going to tell me what movie it's from. Oh, God. So, to smooth over a misunderstanding, Patrick serenades his crush during soccer practice. Shakespeare would have approved of this declaration. I know. Ten things one. I hate about. Oh, do we just we don't blurt out the answer? Yeah, you guys can talk it out. Yeah, because the boys aren't going to get to answer this one. Ten it's things the one I hate like about Amanda you. Amanda Bynes, right? No, it's no. Uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Ten things I hate about you. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because he ser- he serenades her. Right. That's right. Shakespeare. Okay, you're right. The correct answer is Ten Things I Hate About You. Nice job, everyone. And what song does he sing? I love, I love you, you baby. baby. And if it's quite alright, I need you, baby. Okay, so that's five points for because um, each of these questions are worth five points, just BT doves. Um, so that's five points for the girls. Okay, guys, you get to pick from before and after, basic math and military. Oh, God, Mike. Basic math scares me for some reason, it which does. is sad because I do math for a living. Uh, before and after sounds fun, at least. It sounds like more more of a, a brain teaser. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I kind of, I kind of like sticking the girls with choosing between basic math and military. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do before and after then. Okay, so your question before and after. So this is like it how it is on uh, like Wheel of Fortune and stuff like that, where I'm going to be asking you for two different things, and they have a common word in between to connect the two um so what is the name of the colorful dc character who produced the first nuclear weapons during world war ii who was the uh 
Mike, who was the uh, the guy that led the Manhattan Project? Why can't I think of his name? Robert Ottenheimer, wasn't it? Robert, okay. Ob- Oppenheimer, yeah. So Robert. But he he was he had like a first initial too. Like I want to say it was like J. Robert Oppenheimer or something like that. I mean, unless she's looking for Doctor Manhattan Project. So this is that very well could be it. Uh, my concern: um, he is colorful, he's blue, and he's got a gigantic penis. Um, <laughs> that word is coming up a lot more this episode than it has in any of the previous two years. Someone's obsessed. Chris. Have you seen The Watchmen, the TV show? <laughs> Why do you think I watch it? <laughs> So, Mike, Dr. Manhattan Project makes the most sense. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, you're you're the DC guy. I'm a Marvel guy. Um, I, I just don't know. I thought. The, so this is DC owns the Watchmen now. Because they, they just did. But it, when the original Watchmen came out, I thought it was Vertigo. I, yeah, I, th- I think you're. I, I think you're correct. So, not to mention when when she said colorful DC character, my first thought was that it would have a color in the name. Yeah, so I was going to Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, um, but I can't get anything nuclear out of those two. Those are the two quote unquote colorful. These people with colors in their names that come to mind right. with DC. Right. Like Blue Beetle doesn't make sense. Booster Gold. Golden Oppenheimer doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm right. good with Dr. Manhattan Project. I think it's our best bet. He's DC now, so it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay, so you guys are locked in with Dr. Manhattan Project? Yep. Okay, so your correct answer is Dr. Manhattan Project. Nice job. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And I didn't know this. this I just can't. It actually just came into my head one day. I was like, oh, that would be a funny before and after. And while I was doing my research, uh, that's actually why they named the DC character or whoever owned it at the time. Right now, it's it's considered part of the DC it universe. It is. DC so. owns it now because they just did this gigantic. Yeah. But um, when whoever created that co- character in the comics, they actually named him Dr. Manhattan because of the Manhattan Project. So that's sense. where the name comes from. So Given the... Uh the impact of nuclear proliferation in the Watchmen universe. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. Okay. So five points for the boys. All right, girls, you get to choose from basic math or military. (laughs) Have fun. Uh, (laughs) I also do math for a living. Me too. So that's why, (laughs) that's why it scares me. Me Um, too. I I I use my calculator regularly, so I. <laughs> <sighs> you were in the military. I was. I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe we go military and see what happens. I don't know. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in. Okay, so your question: military. According to the U.S. Department of Defense, an XO is the second-in-command of a military unit who is typically responsible for the management of day-to-day activities, freeing the commander to concentrate on strategies and planning the unit's next move. What is XO short for? Executive officer. What she said. Yeah. Okay, so they lock in with executive officer. The correct answer is executive officer. Nice job. I just learned this the other day, so I thought this was a hard one, but apparently I'm just dumb. 
Well, nice job, girls. Thank you. So, boys, you get the category of basic math. How many feet are there in nine yards? Chris, this, uh, there's three feet in a yard, so it's 27, right? Uh, 27. It's got to be. Okay. You, you want to know why I know that? Because FSU is famous for only getting nine yards when they need 10. And so I knew for yeah. a fact that it was only 27 feet. Yeah. Okay, so your correct answer is that there are three feet in a yard. So you do three feet times nine yards, and you equal 27. Nice job. Also something I wouldn't have known. <laughs> Chris, if it, if it helps, Vanderbilt's famous for only getting one yard when they need 10. So, <laughs> hey, College football's almost back, man. We, we, we just got to ride right. it out another week. Okay, so after round one, uh, the score is 20 points for the girls and 16 points for the boys. Nice job, everyone. So round two, you're getting four new categories. I guess we'll have the boys start first this round. I'll try and keep it fair. Thank God. Um, so your categories are Leah Thesaurusizes a Song, Jane Austen Book Club, Words, and Animals. Can, so, I, can I ask for clarification? Sure. What the hell is, what the hell, I know what Jane Austen is, sorry. What the hell is Leah Thesaurusizes a Song? Um, so I'm going to give you a song title that has been put into a thesaurus. So the words that I'm going to give you are not the song title, but they are words that the <laughs> thesaurus say are similar to the song title. And then you're going to guess the, <laughs> the song. <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris that I, that's, that's actually the one I was personally gravitating towards, but I can also Let's see why it. you would hate that particular category. So I, I feel confident in Mike Mott's... Uh, Music knowledge to go with Leah Thesaurus is a song. But my 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 concern is that the Venn diagram between my musical taste and Leah's musical taste probably <laughs> has like a single point, and it's like probably they... the right stuff by New Kids on the Block. So yeah. So for Leah Thesaurus is a song, you're going to translate this song title, and this was put in through like an official thesaurus through Google um, to come up with these words. I didn't just do it on my own. Um, and actually, I forgot to tell you guys, this actually comes with two bonus points if you can tell me the artist who sings the song. But all I'm looking for is the song. So your words are completely encompassing the observatory. Completely encompassing the observatory. Completely encompassing, like... Oh, Lord. So encompassing there is the big word. So, yeah, like the first thing popped in my head was like all around the world, but that's been done by multiple artists. So, yeah. or at least it's been a song title for multiple artists, so it's probably not that. Uh, completely is, yeah, encompassing is really the big one. And then the and then observatory, I guess, too. Observatory um, isn't the world, um, but like. Right. No, because I, I got hung up on encompassing. Around, you're right. Uh I mean, we're just looking for synonyms, right? So encompassing could be, um, sur uh, surrounding or, um, so useless here by the power of Google. I couldn't get this answer. Ha. Um, what's a, what's a synonym for absor observatory? Because I, I think I think if we could get observatory, we'd probably get there. I think yeah. that might actually be the. 
like when I think of observatory, I'm thinking of like museums or what are those places they go to watch the stars? Right, like a planetarium. A planetarium, but I don't know of any songs with planetarium in it. Right. Um, observatory could also be something like a stadium or a a field or a. park it's true I don't think of the you like, say all around the world that that's not a bad guess but the world and observatory don't mesh that's the part there that doesn't mesh right okay I am gonna change one of the words since it because uh, no thesaur- it's too late well, it's, it's already but, out there but the thesaurus wasn't I just looked up another word for it that could be I, I, not easier, but more accurate. To more descriptive? Yes. So as a member of the girls team, I approve of her giving this extra word. I w- we will let you guys do it and not call it cheating. <laughs> I think I know the answer, so can we steal it? <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, we kept these, these points from Sarah, so. Right. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, should we take the extra hint, the extra words? Um, I mean, I'm not going to say no if they're not going to, you know, object, but. Yeah. We'll throw it in the girls' hands and let them know. Let them guess. Let them vote. Yeah. All right, girls, do we get the extra? It's a replacement word. Replacement One word. of the words, another thesaurus. I say yeah. it like. Half a point reduction. Yeah, maybe I'll take away their bonus. Yeah, yeah. You don't get I'm options for the that. bonus now. That's Can fine. I get the girls the bonus points? <laughs> yeah, so how about that? How? What if you don't get the bonus, but the girls can have a chance to take the bonus, those extra two points? I'm fine with that. Yeah, we're okay with that. Okay, so I'm going to change it from completely encompassing to completely accompanying. Accompanying the observatory? Mm-hmm. I feel like this is more accurate. This is the source I looked at the first time. I don't think I picked the right words. So it's not panic at the disco. It could be like totally with. Yeah, I music is my weak is my by far my weakest subject, and I'm not trying to use it as a crutch. I'm I'm honestly trying here. I just don't know that many. No, songs. no, no. That that's that's okay because I, um, I don't listen to a lot of music. <sighs> My pro- my problem is I you know of all the music that I listen to it's just it's mostly not anything that that most people listen to so so here's the other thing we could think about is Nikki and Jen didn't seem to know it but Sarah did so is there anything we can glean from Sarah's music taste that might lead us in that direction I mean N- Nikki Nikki's not really a huge music person so you know but I didn't say I didn't know. that's true she didn't say she didn't know it no but Sarah said she did. So what right. do we know about Sarah? She's clearly amazing. <sighs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, obviously. Um, Someone send me an eggplant emoji. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah I. Oh Lord, um, Mike. I'm, I'm sorry, sure man. I don't. I have nothing. I I I I genuinely don't either. I just I. I don't have it. I'm sorry, man. I, I don't. I don't either, and I don't want to drag this on forever. Yeah. So. 
just go all around the world. Yeah, that that that's fine. And uh, uh, Oasis, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, we don't even get the bonus anyway. So, um, but there's any number of bands that have had title had songs titled all around the world. <laughs> I think Sugar Ray did too, right? Doesn't I don't matter. actually remember, but maybe. All around the world, statues crumble for me. Well, yeah, but that was Fly. <laughs> I don't care. All around the world. All right. That's fine. Yeah, that's we'll, that. That's fine. Yeah, we'll lock in all around the world. Okay, so Sarah, what would you have said? Uh, for you, I if I'm right, I feel like this is way older than you, and I would go all along the Watchtower by Mr. Jimi Hendrix. Oh. So the, the song is correct. All Along the, the Watchtower is correct. So nice job. And so I have uh, Jimi Hendrix and Bob Dylan as on here. So I think maybe they both maybe have recorded it. So I would have accepted yeah. either one. D- 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 Dylan was the original. Yeah. Watchtower. That's a good. Yeah. Along. Hendrix was, was, was better. And I'm a big Dylan fan. So Hendrix is better. Yeah, and so originally I had the encompassing, and then when you guys were talking it out, I was like, really? That's not a really appropriate word for along. Um, right. And so that's why I was like, well, let me look up a new one. So No, that was, that, that was a good one. Honestly, um, that was a really good one because my brain would never have taken me that far back. Okay, so the girls are going to pick up two bonus points um, for Jimi Hendrix on there because that was one of the two names that I had written down for that. So... Um, so, girls, you get to pick the next category of Jane Austen Book Club, Words, and Animals. My preferred choices would either be the Jane Austen or the Words, just because I'm a grammar Nazi and I love reading and I love like anything Jane Eyre. I don't have a preference. I saw your face light up when she said the Jane Austen Book Club. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with Jane. I'm, I, I usually, I've read some Jane Austen. I can try that one. All right. Well, let's just, yeah, let's just go with Jane Austen Book Club. Okay. So we're going to go with Jane Austen Book Club. A very underrated rom-com, well, kind of rom-com. Um, also, if you guys want are looking for a movie to watch, I really enjoy that one. Um, so this is going to be about a Jane Austen book. So Fanny Price is the main character of what book, which was Jane Austen's third published novel? What's the name? Uh, Fanny Price. Is that is it is that North Northanger Abbey? I think is that the one with Fanny Price. Oh, I haven't read that one in forever. Because it, it's the one like Fanny. It's the one where like she she like is in with in the house with um like I don't know. She's kind of I don't know. I guess she's like their ward or something. I don't remember the whole story, but she ends up marrying the cousin i think that's the one with fanny bryce but i don't remember for sure if it's i'm pretty sure it's north hanger abbey but i could be wrong could it be mansfield park oh maybe oh you know what it could be mount mansfield park i think that you're right okay i'm gonna go with mansfield park if you guys are okay with it too i trust you both okay so you're locked in with mansfield park the correct answer is mansfield park nice job Good job, Woo! good pool. I was I was struggling with that one. I'm like, I know it's one of the obscure ones, but I can't quite remember. Okay, well, the girls pick up five points for that. Nice job. All right, guys, you get to choose from words or animals. Chris, 
Yeah. The girls have not missed a question yet. I know. You know that, right? Yeah. So. We even got some of your questions. We're splitting hairs. Right. <laughs> exactly. So basically not looking good. No, it's, yeah, it's definitely not looking good. Um, so uh, I don't know really anything about animals. Are you good at etymology? Am I good with what? Etymology. I mean, not really, but... Yeah, me either, but... He doesn't even know what that word is. Come on. (laughs) I wasn't sure if he was asking about etymology or entomology. In other words, I wasn't sure which category he was referring to. (laughs) This is all, like, way over my head. Did you guys pick a category yet? That that one killed with a very, very small subset of people. It did. No, I'm not. I'm. I don't feel strongly about either one of these. But like, I feel stronger about words than I do animals. But I just have that feeling that like, no matter what we pick, the girls are going to get the next one right. So we need to make sure we get this right. That that's kind of the way I feel too. I mean, technically, uh, I minored in English, so I should feel confident about words. But yeah, let's do words. I have some of those. I've used them before. Okay. So your category is words, and your subcategory is uh, same word, different meaning. So I'm going to give you two different meanings, and you're going to come up with the word that fits both of those meanings. Okay. Uh, so what word is used for a group of clouds and a system of elevators in a tall building where different elevators go to different floors to increase efficiency? We'll, we'll take animals. <laughs> Is it I, 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 a network? Um, what's I mean, I don't know what a group of clouds is called. Yeah, I've heard network come up, but I don't know. And I went to college to be a meteorology major. I should know this. But net, yeah, network uh, wouldn't specifically re- uh, apply to elevators, obviously. No, so. it wouldn't. Um, a group of read the cloud portion again, please. It's the name of a group of clouds. A name of a group of clouds. So, what would a group of clouds be called? And then it was a ne- and then it was a group of elevators. What was the second part? Uh, the second one was a system of elevators in a tall building where different elevators go to different floors to increase efficiency. I knew I should have paid attention on that freaking Empire State Building tour. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. I don't think I've ever been in a, well, I, I shouldn't say I've never been in a building tall enough to have that kind of system of elevators, but but I can't even remember what that building was called since it's no longer the Sears Tower because everything good from our childhood has to die. Um, Gary Cullen bought it. It's the Willis Tower. Yeah. What you talking uh, about, Chris? Not the right freaking answer, Mike. So what are systems that have groups of clouds together so there's fronts um more organized fronts become waves they become depressions they become storms they become hurricanes those are all groups of clouds that have banded together to form a system um do any of those sound like they could be tied into the engineering process for a bank of a bank I've heard of a bank of elevators before. I've heard of a cloud bank. Yeah. All right, I'm go. I'm good with bank. I'm yeah, fine with that. Yeah, that, that, I, I, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard of a bank of elevators. So let's go with bank. All right. 
Hopefully, we just talked our, our ass backwards way into an answer. <laughs> and it appears know. as though you did. Good job, guys. Holy shit. So, uh, yeah. Well, so well I, done, Chris. So a cloud bank is a wall of clouds rising above a horizon or that can be observed in a grouping over a distance. It's kind of like off to the distance. Um, and then a bank of elevators is what I just said. So the final question in category two goes to the girls and its animals. What is the name for the North American reindeer whose males and females both can grow antlers annually? Would it maybe be like a yak? No, a yak is a completely different animal. I was thinking caribou, but isn't that like a moose? Oh, wait, is it a moose? I feel like it might be a moose. A mo- like a moose makes sense to be like a North American reindeer. I'm I'm thinking caribou is correct. You guys want to yeah, use that as our final I, answer? I think that's a good guess. I think it's a, it's a solid guess. Okay. So I almost put in a coffee clue in this um, question, but I did not. So the correct Ooh. answer is the caribou. Um, yes! So they're, the, they're practically the same animal. It's just called something different. So the caribous are the ones that are native to North America, whereas if you see a reindeer, they're native to Northern Europe and Asia. Um, so, yeah. So the caribou And the North like, Pole. Yep. And uh, and although you can find some, this from National Geographic, you can find some reindeer in Alaska, but they have all been imported from Siberia, so they are not naturally native to North America. <laughs> so nice job, girls. So after round two, I think my scores have thirty-two to twenty-one. Ooh, oh, going Lord. into halftime. So halftime is maybe where you can um, gain some points here. And so I'm going to give you a question with four possible answers. Each correct answer that you can come up with is worth five points. You cannot give me more than four possible answers. So just take that as you will. Are you guys ready? Do we have a category for halftime? Um, reality. Can you give me some geography over here, please? I. As long as it's not rivers in England, I should be okay. As of 2019, there have been 33 seasons of MTV's The Real World, which is the true story of seven strangers picked to live in a house, work together, and have their lives taped. There have only been four seasons of the show, which take place outside of the United States. For five points apiece, name the international cities that showed what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. I I despise the real world, so... We will end the misery and lock in. Great. Girls, what did you guys have on your minds? So the first things that popped into my head were obvious ones. Cancun, London, and Paris. Um, and then I was also thinking of, because I'm thinking major cities that, you know, they could go do stupid things in because that's pretty much what real world is. Um so I was like thinking like Sydney or Bangkok or Tokyo even. Um, I'm pretty sure there was one in Sydney. That one I'm fairly sure about. I was thinking Sydney, but wasn't sure. The only one I'm really sure of was London. But you said you've seen Cancun. I've seen Cancun. I, think- I knew there was one in Mexico. So so we're going Cancun, London, Paris, and yeah, Sydney? Yeah, Cancun, London, Paris. and I'm pretty sure there was one in Sydney. All right, I'm game with that. Yeah, that was one of the ones yeah. I was thinking too. So, all right, those are our four. All right, and boys, what did you say? Mike, I actually, coming out of this, feel pretty good. 
Uh, me, yeah, me, me too. Uh, it sounds like we had three overlaps and then the right continent. Yeah, so we had um, London and Paris because um, I know you watched the challenge, and my understanding is the challenge started off as the real world road rules challenge, right? Yeah. And so in the that, early 2000s. And that tells called. me that it's fed off of those two shows. And I know for a fact there was a, a couple of guys this year on the challenge from London. So we went with London. Um, we went with Paris because, of course, they're going to go to Paris. Why wouldn't they? Uh, we talked about Rio because it's a party city. Um, Mike had said he thought there were, he's confident there's a movie called The the Real World Cancun. Um, so we went with Cancun. And then I know... This last season, because you and I had this conversation on um, the challenge this last season, there was a guy from Australia, or on one of the last two seasons that you watched, because you kind of watched them back to back, there was a guy on there from Australia, so we thought Australia, um, and it was like, well, what city is it for, What city is it in Australia? And it's going to be one or two, it's going to be Sydney, or it's going to be Melbourne, or, or Melbourne, as they say it over there, so we ended up going with Melbourne. So we went with London, Paris, maybe Tokyo. There's something going on tonight. I don't know who sings that song. Is that Hillary Duff? Tell me that's not Hillary Duff. We went London, Paris, can yeah, London, Paris, Cancun, and Melbourne. Okay, so um, the first correct one is London. That was in season four, 1995. <laughs> um, I believe the highlight of that season was one of the the guys got his tongue bit off by somebody. And had to go to the oh, hospital. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. That's from what I remember. I could be remembering it all wrong. Um, was it in a oh. pub? Tell me it was in a pub in London. No, it, it was during a concert. Um, and what? then Yeah. And then uh, there was Paris, season 13. That's where uh, CT is from. And he's the one that I like. Um, season 13, so that was 2003. Then season 19 in 2007 was in Sydney, Australia. It's a nice job, girls. Uh. Oh, God, this is terrible for you. Yeah. And then... So uh, we had the right continent. Right. And then the last season um, on the list is season 22 in 2009, and that was the real world Cancun. So, yes. Yeah, oh. So the girls pick up 20 points for that round. So you are leaving halftime with 52, and the boys pick up 15 points. So they are leaving the halftime with 36. Oh, we are getting our ass kicked, Mike. Okay, so... We are going into round three, so we'll let the girls pick first in this round. Um, your categories are shapes, guess that celebrity, space events, and sports colors. Nikki, you wanted celebrity? Yeah, let's go with what Nikki I mean, wanted. We can, we can try that. I mean, Mike's not good with celebrities either, so we'll, you know, it's a good one for him. But Chris is usually pretty good with that, so we'll do celebrities. That's fine. Okay, so this is a new category I'm adding into our game. It's Guess That Celebrity. So I went to, on to IMDb under the trivia section for a celebrity, and I picked out some fun facts about that celebrity. So I'm going to give you the clues, and then you're going to guess what celebrity I'm talking about. So this celebrity is one of two actresses who have won both the Best Oscar, our Best Actress Oscar, and the outstanding lead actress in a drama series Emmy. The other actress was Glenda Jackson. This actress co-starred with Burt Reynolds in four films. She spoofed her 1985 Academy Award speech in a 2000 commercial. 
and she is mentioned in the theme song to the 1989 TV series The Fall Guy. Who is this actress? I'm pretty sure it's Sally Field. Yep, Sally Field is so it came to mind only because her award speech. Yeah, Bert, the Burt Reynolds award speech. Um, I know she won um, Emmy uh, for drama, too, so. I would second you on Sally Fields. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just hand it over to you guys and if it's Sally Field, it's Sally Field. Okay. So your correct answer is Sally Field. Nice job. Yay! Good Yay. job, guys. Okay, boy, so you get to pick the next category in shapes, space events, and sports colors. Mike, how do you feel about space events being that you live in like, you know, Rocket City, USA? I feel I feel nervous because I'll never live it down if we miss it. <laughs> so here's here's my conundrum, right? I'm fine with space events, but I I mean we'll probably get stuck with space events anyway, because they're not they're probably they're not, not gonna, gonna take, take space it. events, right? So what no are idea. they gonna take? Right. I mean I guess it doesn't matter because they get they get next choice, so there's no possible way to saddle them with a category. So no, that's true. All right, let's do space events. Okay, your question in space events: What is the name of the event that occurs when the moon passes between the Earth and the Sun? It's a lunar eclipse, right? No, the uh, that's a sol. It's a solar eclipse. The lunar eclipse is when the Earth is between the moon and the Sun, so the the moon gets eclipsed. Oh. When the moon is between the Earth and the sun, it, the sun gets eclipsed, so it's a solar eclipse. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, so the boys locked in with solar eclipse. Thankfully, the correct answer is solar eclipse. Nice Thank job. Thank you, my cooler heads have prevailed. So nice job. Five points for the boys. Um, so girls, you get to pick between shapes and sports colors. I want sports colors. To be honest. Girls, what do you think? You want sports colors? No, that's fine. All right. Let's try it. Okay, so your question in sports colors. What color jersey is worn by the winners of each stage of the Tour de France? So it's one color? Or it's, I mean, how many stages? Yeah, just are one there? color. Okay, it's just one color. There's 20 stages or race days. Green comes to mind, but I honestly have no idea. <laughs> At all. Whenever, whenever I remember the, I, I think yellow. Yeah, I was. I said maybe something. I was thinking maybe something bright because you know biking and everything like that. You'd want to see them. Thinking for some reason, I remember yellow. That's only because one of my exes would watch it, and I would just kind of wander in and out of the room and ignore it. But I, I just remember yellow. I don't know. I do remember the dude that took all the steroids being in yellow a lot. Was Lance Armstrong? Lance Armstrong. I feel like yeah. I associate yellow with that, but that may be the bracelet that I think is a different thing. I'm, I mean, I'm down with yellow. I mean, I don't have a better, better guess, so that's fine. I'm good with yellow. Okay, so uh, the color jersey that's worn by the winners of each stage of the Tour de France is yellow. <laughs> 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 
But yeah, the yellow jersey is awarded after each of the 20 stages or race days to the rider who is the overall leader of the race so far. And so the next day he wears the yellow throughout that next stage. Um, There are like four or five other colors that are awarded for like fastest time or like all this other stuff. Who can reach the benchmark? the soonest or whatever but for the specific winner of each stage the color is yellow so nice job girls next question give me my shape okay yes the boys your category is shapes what is the geometric term for the three-dimensional shape formed by connecting a polygonal base and a point called the apex the caprica bucks would surely know this answer what what's the what's the last thing that you're saying (laughs) the caprica bucks would surely know this answer so Caprica was a spinoff of Battlestar, I believe. Because Caprica was the, the planet they lived on to begin with, I think. I am so far out of my element in this game. Oh, my gosh. Um, um, so a polygon with an apex. I mean... When I was when I originally heard it, I for whatever reason the first thing I heard was like I, I was thinking like a triangular base and then you bring it up to an apex, which is a tetrahedron. No, but a but a four sided base with an apex is a pyramid. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what that's the problem is like it. I didn't realize there was a generic term for any old polygon as the base that goes up to a that goes up to a single point. So a polygon's got how many sides? Uh, every, polygon covers it all. A triangle, I believe, right? I think a triangle is wow. a polygon. A shape, a square is a polygon. A pentagon's a polygon. Like polygon covers it all. I think. I don't know. Ge- geometry was my weak math subject. They were all my weak math subjects. Um, <laughs> and it's also been carry the one twenty five years since I took geometry. So pyramid sounds right to me. Pyramid, pyramid's probably uh, that's as good a guess as any. Yeah, because I mean it does converge to a point, and I don't know. I don't know that it necessarily has to have a square base or a rectangular base. No, here's my thought though. So I know Battlestar Galactica. I'm gonna get philosophical here. Battlestar Galactica in the the show, like Caprica was. I could be way wrong here, but I thought Caprica was the planet they were from when all this happened. Um, and they left when the Cylons invaded, but it's also very much based in like modern, not modern, but like politics and religions. And I know the pyramid is very much prevalent in a lot of religious scriptures, not just in Egypt. I don't know. Pyramids, what is coming to mind to me, but I I don't know that I can get a, a logical way to get there other than. I mean, when she when she said Caprica, the first thing I thought of was Kubrica for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> it didn't register to me at all. That doesn't mean it doesn't mean a thing to me. Um, I'm I'm fine with. I mean, I'm fine with pyramid. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if pyramids necessarily have to have a square base, and it does kind of make sense. Yeah, I feel better about that than I do your answer. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, it's definitely not tetrahedron. Tetrahedron, I believe, if I, if I'm correct, is specifically a triangular base. Oh well, then yeah, it's not tetrahedron. Then let's go pyramid. Let's lock in pyramid, and if we get trapped in a freaking uh, Ponzi scheme, then it's on me. Dude, dude, don't don't go psycho on me. That's Are you guys your, ready for the that's answer? That's your yet? one. That's your one. 
Okay. So the correct answer <laughs> in the category of shapes is pyramid. You guys are getting points for that. Well done, Chris. Was I right that Caprica is the planet they were from in Well, Battlestar? yeah, the clue was the Caprica Bucks would surely know this answer because Pyramid is the game that they play. It's like a basketball game. and the Oh, guy, my God, I've seen that. And the guy that I like, Sam, he's my favorite on the show. He's a prof- Before the Cylon Invasion, he was a um, Pyramid player. It's the most boring sport I've ever seen. It's a fake sport. It is not boring. It's You're fun. right. Quidditch is boring. That's is less fun. boring than Quidditch, but let's move on. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> give Cycling. Your, give you your freaking points. Okay, so after <laughs> hey, we're 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 salty because we're losing. Give us a break. Yeah, I don't like we're getting losing. our asses handed to us. So after round three, the boys have forty six points. The girls have sixty two. Okay, so in round four, your categories are famous places, herbology, sports fans, and reality TV. So we get to pick first, and I'm going to highly suggest that we stay away from herbology, being that I just made a really bad Harry Potter joke. And my wife is not happy. Right. Um, yeah. So of these categories, there are two that I'm like, there might be a chance that I could get it. And two that I am like, I will definitely not get it. Um, Let's not say that. Well, actually, we get to stick them with it, with it don't we? So it doesn't right. matter. So you, but you were saying, um, you know, you were asking for a geography question. Famous places might be as close as you get. So even though that's a question that I would probably definitely not get. Yeah, let's let's. Oh. What was the sports one? Sports fans. I feel pretty good about that one. The, yeah, I'm okay with that. Let's go sports fans. Okay, so here's your question in the category of sports fans. The Phillies fanatic is a large, furry, green, flightless bird with an extendable tongue who is the mascot for the Philadelphia Phillies. According to his official biography, the fanatic is originally from what group of islands belonging to the Republic of Ecuador? Um, so Ecuador owns the Galapagos Islands and is it the Easter Islands. Does Ecuador own Easter? Own, well, Easter Island's only a single island. Yeah, that's one of all the heads that are that are the heads that are. Right. They've, yeah. Uh, Galapagos uh, seems like a pretty good guess. Uh, and it, and it, the, you know, the title of the category is Famous Places, so. Oh, both the Galapagos Island and Easter Island is, yeah, you said it's islands. I agree, I agree but Easter Island, again, is a single island, it and is. I'm pretty sure it's not owned by Ecuador, but I could be wrong. The question said, from Chile. what group of islands? Is Easter Island owned by Chile? I thought it was Ecuador. Neither here nor there. Galapagos is definitely owned by Ecuador. You might, I mean, you might, you might be right on Easter Island. For some reason, I thought it was, I thought it was actually owned by owned by a country in Europe. For some reason. Uh, well, the Galapagos Islands are a group of islands. That's where Darwin. That's one of the spots right. Darwin stopped in. Correct. Um, I think that's a better guess than Easter Island. Although Easter Island, I think, is possibly more famous. But hold on, the Philly fanatic does look a little bit like a freaking turtle. Yeah, that's true. You want to do that? Although apparently he's a bird. Did she say he was a bird? Yeah, she did. Flightless bird, yeah. How the hell did he get off the island? Yeah, who knows? He was probably thrown on the HMS Beagle. (laughs) Well, with that in mind, that sounds sounds to me like Galapagos. I, I I think Galapagos is a pretty good guess. 
Yep, we'll go Galapagos Islands. Okay, your correct answer is the Galapagos Islands. Nice job. Hold on, I need to find out who owns Easter Island. And the category was sports fans, and I spelt fans P-H-A-N-S. <laughs> Just because, of course, you got to do it when you're talking yeah. about the fanatic. Yeah. And Mike, uh, you're right. Uh, Easter Island is, on, is uh, territory of Chile, so... Oh, it is Chile. Okay. My bad. Well, I, I thought I, w- I was thinking it was for some reason like Spain or something like that. So you were more right than I was. <sighs> okay. So girls, you get to pick the next category from reality TV, herbology, and famous places. I know deadly squat about reality TV because it's the bane of my existence unless it's HGTV. And even that isn't really reality. Um, what do you guys think? If I were to guess, the boys don't want herbology. Yeah, well, they, well, they are saying they don't want herbology, or they do want herbology. I don't know. Well, Chris said Chris said he didn't want herbology, but um, mind tricks. But we can try it. I don't know. I mean, my reality TV show. I know like weird things, but I also don't really watch TV. So unless it's like a I, mean, I, I know like a lot I like the reality competition shows sometimes, but I don't watch like I mean if it's like Desperate Housewives or any of that stuff, like I don't or real house I don't know any of that yeah. stuff. So it really depends on what the reality TV sh- TV show is. Like I like some of like I like Survivor, some of those like competition ones, but Yeah, I would All assume right. it was Survivology and the reality TV would be my guess, the ones they don't want. Yeah, so let's go famous places. Okay, so here's your question in Famous Places. What is the name of the fortress in the city of Moscow, which serves as the office of the President of the Russian Federation, and whose complex also houses a museum which receives over 2 million visitors a year? Isn't that um, the Kremlin? Yeah, that, I mean, that's the only, that's the only one that came to mind because that's in the center, but I, I don't know what all is in it, but that's what I was kind of thinking. I can yeah, only I'm, picture it, but I have no name. But you guys are both on that name, so I'd go with that. Okay, so you're locking in with Kremlin. The correct answer is the Kremlin. Nice job. Yes. That hey, word actually hey, means hey, good job. Yeah, that means the word Kremlin means fortress within a city, um, and it's kind of used to, similarly as uh, the term White House is used here, where it's like a building, but it's also kind of like the executive office. That's how the Kremlin is for. Uh, the Russian Federation or the Russian government or whatever they want to call themselves. You guys get to pick the next category between herbology and reality TV. I'll, 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 I'll take the black. I'm going to the wall. Uh, life of celibacy and I can't father children. Sounds better to me than trying to answer either one of these <laughs> categories. I was like, I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> Is that no, like- I, I'm sorry. It's Game of Thrones thing. I don't have a I, I don't have I, I don't have a strong thought. I don't know anything about plants and I don't watch reality TV as a rule. So my concern is herbology might not be plants. It may be Harry Potter related because it's a class that I think Professor Trelawney and Harry Potter taught. And that's the I, 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 I mean, I'm aware that there was a herbology class in Harry Potter. But was that's I right? The that extent it's Trelawney? of my knowledge on that. So no. Leah's shaking her head. No, it's not Trelawney that taught that class. No. She did divination. It's oh. Professor Sprout. Well, that makes sense. Or Neville <laughs> yes, when he grows does. up and goes back to Hogwarts as a professor. Yeah, yes, Chris. Speaking of etymology, it makes sense that Professor Sprout would have taught herbology. Yeah. You want to do reality TV, Mike? I, I feel completely 
weak on both of these. So I, I do too. I, I did not think they were going to let famous places. I thought they were going to let famous places go by to us, and they didn't. And it was an easy ass question. Okay, you want, let's do reality. Let's do reality TV. Worst case scenario, it gets it out of their hands. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so your question: Reality TV is uh, what Tampa-based Netflix star was just recently announced as one of the contestants on next season's Dancing with the Stars. Mike, I know this. Thank. Oh my gosh. This is Carol friggin' Baskin, right? It's Carol Baskin's baby. Yeah. I actually did see something about this. Yeah. yeah I'm a little sad that I know the answer to this, but it's I, Carol Baskin's. There are so many sad, see, uh, so many things that make me sad about that. But yes, <laughs> I think I agree. Okay, so Chris, what are you locking in with? Hold on. Is it Baskin or Baskin's? I was just about to correct you. You said it as Baskins on the entire freaking episode of Recasting Tiger King, and it drove me nuts every single time. There's no S on the end of it. We're logging in with Carol Baskin. Okay, so your correct answer is Carol Baskin. All right, so girls, you get the last question in the final round before the finale, Um, and it's in herbology. What is the name of the only carnivorous plant that is native to the Carolinas. So this plant can be found in North and South Carolina. So when I think carnivorous, I automatically think the Venus flytrap. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't know that those were only in Carolina. That didn't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, what other plants are carnivorous, though? I don't know of any others. I'm, I mean, Venus flytrap sounds right to me. Because, I mean, that's like the main. I mean, I know that that's definitely a carnivorous plant. I just, yeah, I have no idea where they originated from or if they grow in Carolina. That that part I, I wouldn't know. But, I mean, I yeah, the carnivorous plant part, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, that's the only carnivorous plant I can think of, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm good with that unless someone can think of something different because yeah that's that i'm with you it's the only one i can think of i just don't know where it's from okay well i, I think we're yeah. gonna lock in with venus flytrap okay so you guys are locked in with venus flytrap boys would you like the opportunity to guess as well for no additional points i think the correct answer is audrey <laughs> I, feed me Seymour. I, feed me Seymour. Weren't they in New York, though? That's what I was thinking. I kept thinking, like, Little Shop of Horrors are in New York City, so. <laughs> yeah. If if the answer isn't Venus flytrap, then I will have learned that there is another carnivorous plant that's not the Venus flytrap. <laughs> that, too. <laughs> okay, so the correct answer is the Venus flytrap. Yay! Good job, girls. <laughs> okay, so we are going into your final round. Your final three questions. So as a score update, the girls have 72 points and the boys have 56 points. So for the final round, I'm going to give you three categories. You can choose to wager as many of the points that you have um, on these three questions. They just The amount of uh, points that you wager on each question cannot surpass the amount of points that you have. So if you have 100 points, you can divide up those 100 points between these three questions any way you want to. How many points do we have again? 
So the girls have 72 points and the boys have 56 points. Are you guys ready for your categories? Yep. Sure. Category one is geographic math. Category two is kid lit. And category three is assassins. Okay, we will go ahead and lock in. So question number one is in geographic math. How many countries in the world are the only one that starts with their letter? What? What? So how many countries in the world are the only one that starts with their letter? So there's a certain number of countries that they are the only country that starts with the same first letter. So what I'm asking for is how many? So how many countries of the world only have one country that starts with that letter? Mike and I are going to go ahead and lock in. So, Nikki, what were you thinking? I mean, I don't know. I was just, I was starting to just, honestly, I'm, I'm not that great with countries. I was just trying to go down the alphabet a little bit <laughs> and knock stuff off. So, I mean, it's got to be some more obscure letters, um, I, would, I would think. So, you yeah, know, your it's, Q's and your Z's and... Um, no, Z, we actually talked about Z. We've got Zimbabwe and Zambia. Okay. Um, I think Qatar is one. Yemen is one. So I'm thinking three, guys. What do you, what do you think, ladies? I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's small. It's probably going to be, what, three or four, like, at the, I mean, maybe, yeah. So, I mean, if you want to go with the O, so if we want to say three. Sarah? I'm good with three. Okay. All right. We're going to lock it in with three. Okay. And how many points um, were you wagering on that one? Uh, 15. 15 points. Okay. And boys, uh, tell me your answer and how many points you wagered for that question. So Mike and I went through, I feel like, the entire alphabet. We did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So D has a. Denmark, Dominican Republic, Democratic Republic of the Congo. Um, we came up with, Mike came up with Q for Qatar or Qatar, however you want to pronounce it. I, I have no idea what the correct pronunciation of that country is. Um, Yugoslavia is a former country. The only other Y that I know of or that Mike knew of and I know of is Yemen. Um, and if you want to write Chandler Bing, I believe it's one Yemen way Yemen. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, then Mike, what was the uh, other one you came up with? Uh, Tell Jenny. Oh, was I? I know there's Oman, and I don't know if there are any other O countries. Yeah, Oman's the only one I could come up with. I was trying to think if there's something. I, there might have been something in a country in like the Southeast Asian Sea that began with an O, but nothing that I could come up. I could come up with. Right. Um, v. We came up with Venezuela and Vatican City, so we thought that was out. So we went with three. Okay, and how many points did you wager for that one? Zero. Okay, the correct answer is three. Nice job, everyone. Yes! Woo! Okay. Well done, guys. Expanded <laughs> your lead. Keep oh. almost falling out of my chair. Dang. Okay, and so it is uh, Oman, Qatar, or Qatar, and Yemen are your three. So, nice job. Woohoo! Yay! So smart, everyone. Okay, so the second question in the final round is in Kid Lit. 
So the boys are gonna the boys are gonna lock in first, and the girls can talk it out. Uh, Peter Pan befriends Wendy Darling and her two brothers in the J.M. Barry novel. What is the name of the oldest brother? Yeah, we're locked in. Okay, so girls, you can talk it out. Is John and Michael? Um, yeah, so John is the older one with the top hat, right? Yeah, and Michael is yeah. the younger one. one. Yeah, it's when it's Wendy, John, and Michael. So John. Yeah, John. John. I think, yeah. We're going with John. Okay, and uh, boys, what did you lock in with? Oh, we we also said John. Okay, and then so what were your wagers? Girls, how much did you wager for yours? 32. 32. Okay. And boys, what did you wager on this one? No, I'm sorry, 42. 42. Sorry, oh. we changed it. Okay, and boys, what did you lock in with for your wager? No, uh, we wagered zero on this one as well. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, so your final question in the in the whole game. So your category is in assassins. Um, Chicago Mayor Anton Cermak was killed in 1933 when Giuseppe Zangara fired at what president elect? Give me the year again. It was in 1933. Yeah, we're locked in. So 1933. Yeah. I'm so bad with president. Oh, who was, yeah, shit. So, can you repeat it? Wouldn't that be FDR? 33? 33. I mean, he, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, he probably went into office. How, because he was president for what? Three, <sighs> four term. He died in his fourth term. And that would have been in the f- like the late 40s, early 50s? Uh, no. Late 40s? Who is, See, I mean, 33 makes sense that that's when he would start. Because he wouldn't have... I don't know who was actually the sitting president in 33, but FDR makes sense to be the president-elect. Yeah, I... I, I don't I'm know if someone really tried to assassinate strongly. him. I don't remember any of that. It's But the guy's name was Giuseppe. What, what did you say his name was? Yeah, I can spell it. I may not be. Uh, it's, it's Giuseppe Zangara. Yeah, that's going to be FDR. Yeah, that's going to be FDR. I think that was in Florida, actually. Do yeah, it. I mean, that, 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 that year makes sense that FDR would be president-elect. All right. We're locking it in with FDR. Okay. And how much did you wager for that question? 15? 15. Okay. All right, boys, what did you lock in with? Don't make me say it. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I just wanted to say, like, as as we were discussing our wagers, we literally went through every famous assassination that we could think of and made sure we could name all the assassins. And we still didn't have that particular name uh, <laughs> on our list. Uh, nor, nor the fact that uh, there was an attempted assassination on FDR, but we did lock in with FDR. Okay, and then how many points did you guys wager for that question? Uh, we wagered it all on that one. Okay, so do you guys want to know the, the yeah. story? Okay, so it is FDR. Um, so he was the president-elect because he was not actually, um, the inauguration wasn't until March. And uh, so he was elected in November. Uh, the inauguration was going to be in March at that time. Um, and 
on February 15th, 1933, while shaking hands with the president-elect FDR at the Bayfront Park in Miami, Florida. So you're right on there. Cermak was shot in the lung and mortally wounded by Giuseppe Zangara, who was attempting to assassinate Roosevelt um, at the critical moment, which is the funny thing, at that critical moment as he's about to shoot FDR. Uh, a woman standing near Zangara named Lillian Cross hit Zangara's arm with her purse, and that's what spoiled his aim, and he ended up shooting the Cermak guy, um, the the mayor of Chicago, um, who ended up dying of his wounds, um, as well as a couple other people that day. So, yeah, it, it definitely sucked for Anton Cermak, and there's, like, a memorial for him, and, like, there's, he was, like, memorialized because of this, because he really, like, literally took the bullet for FDR, not even knowing that. So, But she should have been immortalized, too, because she's the one that ruined his aim to not kill FDR. Right, yeah, so she was like, oh, I saved the president. So at the end of the game, I have the scores as 144 for the girls and 112 for the boys. Does that seem accurate to you guys? It's accurate. Okay. Yeah, we both both doubled our scores. Yep. You definitely own this game, ladies. I'm proud of you. Well, everyone, that has been another episode of the Pub Trivia Experience. Find us on Instagram or Facebook, Pub Trivia Experience, on Twitter at Pub Trivia Pod. PubTriviaExperience.com. Want to be a part of the show? PubTriviaExperience at gmail.com. Don't forget, find our sister podcast. You've got the recast that podcast that we talked about earlier where we take people who love movies and television shows and we make them the casting directors in the remakes. Also, just launching this past month, you can find Boozy Bracketology. That is a 64-seed March Madness-style bracket where we we will take any type of bracket and put it through the ringer. And we promise you three things. Strong opinions, strong drinks, and a crowning of a champion. So far, you have heard the Disney Bracket Challenge, where we find the best animated Disney film. And just launching this uh, in September, the entire month of September, is our Comic Book Movie Bracket Challenge. We are going to find the best comic book movie ever made. And... uh, Two of three of the people on this show were a part of that. Jennifer, myself, and Mike sat down as part of that gigantic panel that made that decision. Sarah will be joining us for our October launch, which will be the best sports movie ever made, along with Mike and myself. All that advertisement aside, for the pub trivia experience, I have been Chris. I have been Leah. I have been Jen. Nikki. I have been a participant in proof that the women are clearly the stronger sex, and I have also been Mike. (laughs) I've been more tolerable than Chris expected, and my name is Sarah. (laughs) And as I hang up on Sarah, have a great week, everyone. (laughs) 